Reed Murphy here, or as you should know me, at 323REID on Patreon and all social media. Before we get the show started, I just wanted to introduce you to the newest piece of the Growing 323 Network. With the original intention of the 323, to quote the Avengers' Nick Fury, there was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they could become something more. That meant eventually being able to grow into more and more shows, featuring perspectives on various subjects from all the wonderfully smart and talented people in my life. And so far, you've gotten to meet many of them and see what I'm talking about. From Travis Byram's incredible takes and knowledge on film, Scott Elia and Ray Dubrell tackling football and gambling, just the tip of the iceberg with Brad Harrison on the YouTube sense market and hip-hop, and of course, Emily Sissel, who has contributed everything from incredible social commentary on the Olympics, Marvel fanfare, turned Scott, Ray, and myself into soccer fans, and even reported live from Space Jam 2 and survived. But Emily, who is also a true sports and recreation historian and social studies teacher, is now using all of that brilliance and talent to lead the expansion of the 323 with the first new spinoff series, the first episode of which you're about to hear before it launches into its own feed on all the streaming platforms, from Patreon to Spotify to Apple Music, wherever you stream music and podcasts. Emily Sissel asks, What if? We'll launch you into a journey through sports history as Emily analyzes how the changing of one moment in sports could affect the history and structure of the entire world as we know it. Emily's studies will not only fascinate you, but push you to dive deeper into sports than you ever have and see the impact and importance of so many famous people in events like the Berlin Olympics or the Battle of the Sexes. Impact that with one tweak from our multiversal guide shifts us all into a completely unknown world. Now, buckle up and join along for a ride through sports, time, and space as we look for an answer when Emily Sissel asks, What if? Victories, defeats, moments of glory. It's more than just a single moment in sports history. They are points in time that influence world leaders. Sport has the power to change the world. Sport can create hope where once there was only despair. Start revolutions and guide societies. I am Emily Sissel. Join me as we explore the alternate realities of these moments and ask ourselves the question, what if? Berlin, 1936, also known as the Nazi Olympics. The world is on the cusp of yet another war 
these Olympics are most likely known for Jesse Owens. But I want to take the time to tell you guys about Carly Carpati and the lead up to Jesse Owens and the profound impact they had on society. Carly Carpati was born in 1906 to a Jewish family in Hungary. He was a Greco-Roman wrestler. He actually had to change his last name from Kellner, a Jewish last name, to Carpati in order to be able to compete. Now he refused to actually give up his religion, but he was willing to change his last name to compete. It was during this time that Hitler was actually forced to allow one Jewish fencer, Helene Mayer, to compete for him after threat from the IOC in order to allow Germany to compete in the 1936 Olympics. Karpati clearly represented Hungary. He went up against Wolfgang Errol in the final round. He was the Nazi champion who up to that point was undefeated. Carly ended up winning the gold medal in wrestling. After these Olympics, he went home, married, and actually moved out of his hometown due to the anti-Semitism that was happening in his area. 1937 was when he was sent to a labor camp until he was able to escape in 1944. Carly actually had to go through quite a bit in these labor camps or the Nazi camps. He was targeted because he won a gold medal and also because he constantly stood up against oppressive guards. One of his most profound memories during this time was witnessing the Jewish fencer, Attila Peshwar, who was forced to undress, climb a tree, and crow like a rooster. While he was crowing at the top of the tree, he was sprayed down with water from a fire hose and forced down, and they continued to spray him with water until ultimately he froze to death. Carly was constantly beat within an inch of death, and this was all because he was Jewish and he won a gold medal. So rather than killing him, they continuously tortured him up until he escaped in 1944. Now you might be wondering why I'm talking about Carly, and the main reason is because one, his story deserves to be told and heard by all of you, but also because his win ended up having a profound impact on Jesse Owens. This gold medal match took place on August 4th. It wasn't until August 9th when Jesse Owens actually competed in the 4x100 meter race. Typically, track and field takes quite a bit of time in the Olympics, which means that it usually comes last in the Summer Olympics after swimming. Jesse Owens competed originally in the 100 meter, the long jump, and the 200 meter, where he won gold in all three. He ended up having to take the place, along with one of his other teammates, of two Jewish racers. And this is because Hitler was so scared, and he was so impacted by the win from Carly, that he said that those two Jewish runners were not allowed to race in the 4x100 meter. So instead, America, instead of putting just a white Christian in the race, decided to put a black man, knowing that if he's not going to race against a Jewish person, they're going to have to race against black men. Another thing that Hitler was terrified of. Jesse Owens ended up winning his fourth Olympic gold medal that way. The impact that Jesse Owens had we all know was incredibly great. 
Unfortunately, when he came home, he was not treated the same way as all of his white teammates. And we all know that. The civil rights movement is something that we have all heard of, but we haven't studied nearly enough. However, it was thanks to Jesse Owens' win and his incredible sportsmanship during the 1936 Berlin Olympics that actually allowed the civil rights to continue to take movement. It gave white Americans another reason why they couldn't hate black people. Because Jesse Owens, a black man, stood up in the face of Hitler, somebody that we could all agree on in the United States was not a good person. So, I ask you the question, what if Carly Carpati lost that great Olympic match? What impact would it have on society? For one, from my studying of sports history, which is actually a big part of my bachelor's degree in recreation, I believe that the treatment of athletes within those Nazi camps would not have been nearly as harsh. So Carly may have ended up dying, but there begs the question, what is worse? Immediately dying or being tortured for seven years? So the treatment of those athletes would be incredibly different. It also might not have given Jewish people another reason to fight against the oppression. It may have proved in several people's minds that maybe they were less. As a female in America, I can tell you guys something that when I have been constantly told that I am less of a human being throughout my entire life, I believed it for a very long time. It took me forever to get out of that mindset, and sometimes I still fall back into it. So I can almost guarantee that a lot of those people, when they are continuously told that they are less and that they deserve this punishment, they may have believed it if it weren't for people like Carly Carpati, who stood up against that oppression and proved that they were not less, that they were not equal, that sometimes they were even greater. It also would not have meant that Jesse Owens would have competed in that 4 by 100 meter race. That was the whole reason that Hitler even wanted to say those two Jewish men from America could not race against them. He was terrified that another Jewish person would win a gold medal and would prove that they were not the quote-unquote superior race. So instead, those two Jewish men would have raced. Now, Jesse Owens is actually the faster man, but you don't always put the faster man on your relay. The relay is not just about being the faster person. It's by having the right connections with your teammates. Those transitions from person to person are just as crucial as running as fast as you can with the baton. However, Jesse Owens was the faster person. He was the fastest person at those Olympics that year. So it begs the question, would the U.S. of A. actually have won the gold medal in the 4 by 100 meter? And if Jesse Owens had not competed and he had not won that fourth gold medal and he had not stood Hitler in the eye while he won that medal, what impact would that have had on the civil rights movement as a whole? Sure, he still would have returned as a hero for winning those three other gold medals, 
But honestly, that 4 by 100 meter, that is one of the biggest things that he is known for. And one of the biggest reasons behind that is actually because Hitler refused to actually meet the gold winner, medal winner, which he did with most of the winners. He would meet them and actually shake their hand. But because a black man had won those, he absolutely refused to meet him. To even be on the same level in the stadium as him. These are all things that, of course, we will never know. And some things, as we know with history, are completely up to interpretation. However, these are things that we need to think about, and we need to think about the greater impact on society that sports and recreation have on us. The Berlin 1936 Olympics were the lead-up to World War II, which is possibly the one war in the world that everybody can recognize. Most of this will always be speculation and interpretation because we were not born during these times. However, the impact the 1936 Olympics had on the treatment of black people, Jewish people, the lead up to the war, and the lead up to the civil rights movement is profound and needs to be discussed and analyzed. If you would like to find more resources and you would like to continue to analyze these, Resources that you can use are Boys in the Boat by Daniel James Brown, the movie Race, which is about Jesse Owens, and the movie Unbroken. There is also a really, really great graphic novel by George Takei called They Called Us Enemy about the Japanese internment camps. So please, please go ahead, read and watch those movies in order to continue your education about the Berlin 1936 Olympics and World War II. And don't forget to ask the question, while you're watching and reading these resources, what if? <laughs>